0: And I'm Karen Moscow. U.S. Stock Index futures are little changed this morning. Let's go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call. And here's Bill Maloney. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Karen. That's right. U.S. futures are now trading little changed as crude futures fade from their highs. Dow futures higher by 8 points. S&P's are unchanged. And NASDAQ futures are lower by 2. Shanghai plunged 6.4% overnight as money market rates surged. While European markets are trading higher, led by 2% gains in France, UK, Italy and Spain. On the US economic front at 815, Feds Lockhart speaks in Atlanta. At 830, initial jobless claims and durable goods orders. At 1030, natural gas storage change. And at 11 o'clock, Kansas City Fed. After the Night Salesforce boosted year views, Transocean Beat and Restoration Hardware Q4 preliminary just EPS missed estimates. Shares are down 20% pre-market. Regarding earnings this morning, Domino's Pizza and Vistion beat. Cole's EPS beat, revenues were in line, and Best Buy Q4 EPS beat, although comp sales missed estimates. Finally, some early Wall Street upgrades and downgrades. Advisory board raised to buy versus hold over at Deutsche Bank. Cooper Tire raised to neutral versus sell at Goldman Sachs. Charter raised to overweight at JP Morgan. And finally, restoration hardware cut to sector weight at Key Bank and cut to neutral over at Robert Baird. Live from the first of breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen. Alright, thanks Bill. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg, type squawk go on your terminal. That's S-Q-U-A-W-K-Go. And that's a Bloomberg business Flash. Tom and Mike.
2: Karen, uh, thanks so much. Bloomberg surveillance this morning as always. Once you by Invesco, factor-based strategies can help investors focus on a high quality, low volatility and more. Learn more at Invesco.com slash High conviction, giving us perspective on the United Kingdom economy, all of the uproar over Brexit, is John Wraith of UBS. John, if you were to have a one-on-one with the chancellor or the exchequer or the prime minister or other elites of England trying to keep the nation within Europe, what do you think you would hear? What's the number one sales pitch from elites to do no harm?
3: Um, Well, I mean, you know, the the argument has raged in in, uh, one sense or another for many years in the UK about the relationships with the EU. I mean, I think, you know, the the British people generally want convincing that staying in is going to be better economically um, in the medium and long term. And that's something which... um, is an argument that not, hasn't always been, been clear. And obviously, as we've been talking about already today, over recent years at least, um, the U.K. has been growing much more dynamically and rapidly than um, the rest of the EU and certainly the Eurozone. So that, that argument is a difficult one to make, which I think explains why opinion polls have been, have been pointing to such a close outcome.
1: One of those uh, things like t- trying to convince people trade is a good idea because it's easy to find a picture of a guy who's out of work and much harder mm. to... The, the dispersion of, of benefits.
3: Yeah, and, um, you know, again, as with everything to do with this referendum, there's two sides to to every argument, and there are a lot of uh, voters in the UK who feel threatened by um, the open access to UK labour markets for other EU citizens, but, but equally there are some who, who see the, the, the sort of efficient um, labor that they bring with them and the, the wider economic benefits that uh, arguably are delivered. So, you know, these things will keep raging, and that's one reason why we and, and most people think that the debate is going to remain up in the air until the day of the vote itself, which will, will probably continue to undermine sterling, among other things, um, over the coming months. Uh,
1: we always talk about... Um a currency being weak or strong as if uh, uh, strong was good and weak was bad. Uh, what's going to be the impact on GDP in the UK from a weaker uh, sterling? Uh, how long is the J-curve effect?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's one of the ironies in this is that as long as the, the fall in the pound is reasonably stable and, and orderly, it's actually got a lot of benefits to bring to the UK. We're um, in a situation where global demand, um, as we discussed before, is potentially slowing, and therefore, uh, you know, for for, for a, a trading markets, having a more competitive currency might help tap into that lesser overall demand. Um, the UK, also in common with a lot of other countries, has. Um, Inflation well below the central bank's target and a a weaker currency should raise imported inflation. So there are certainly some benefits to um, the lower level of sterling, but it does smack of a a loss of investor confidence and and some overseas investors taking – um, or slowing their investments into the UK because they're worried about the outcome. So, you know, as long as it doesn't become a, a protracted and rapid fall, starting to call into account, uh, into question the current account situation, then, you know, there's certainly, it's certainly not all bad to see sterling weaker for sure. Uh,
1: is this um, going to change the calculation for the Bank of England at all?
3: Well, they're very careful at the moment not to sound too opinionated one way or the other. They obviously can't comment on such political events as a a referendum other than to say they're aware of it. And they did say that they think it's one of the reasons behind the weakness of Sterling. But um, they will wait for the outcome and, and they will react accordingly. And if, as in our view the U.K. stays in the EU, recovery continues, lost momentum returns, then uh, we think they'll very quickly tell the market that it's gotten right. too dovish and too concerned about the outlook. Fifteen
2: seconds. What's your call on euro when you're out? just to dovetail that with sterling?
3: Um, well, we're more upbeat on the outlook for the, for the eurozone than, uh, than the consensus. We think growth there is going to be a bit quicker. Um, as far as the sort of euro sterling exchange rates concerned, we, we see it you know, potentially ending this year, not far from current levels, um, but yeah. being fairly volatile in the interim.
2: John Reith, exceptionally valuable. Thank you so much. What a primer on all that's going on in the United Kingdom. And I need to give a shout out to Francine Lacroix, who is way out front in this, Michael. She told me in Davos, before Davos, Tom, this is going to be a huge deal. You Americans don't get it. She was totally right. Go it's ahead. It's become a big deal.
1: not sure Americans didn't get it. Well, the people I the didn't markets get, it. get it. Okay,
2: excuse me. So I didn't get
1: it. You don't to insult the listeners. But then you I didn't get Red me. Sox.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's almost a time of year where I have to try to gauge, am I done with the Red Sox in late April or early May?
1: I'd give them till May. They maybe have fixed, yeah. gotten the team better. Uh, 78 nine, forty-eight. that's the... Uh, Pound euro cross. Yeah.
2: Euro sterling. Uh, We'll we'll quote that some more. I've been remiss not to quote that. What I can quote, flat euros, yields are infractionally 173. I'm going to call it a quiet tape. Oil churns near 32 on American oil. Brent crude 3414 right now down 27 uh, (coughs) cents. Michael mentions euro sterling uh, 0.7894 pence. That's like Michael Pence, a Nobel laureate. The Yen 112.53. Stay with us. We're pun friendly on Thursday. Bloomberg surveillance.
1: Coming up, though, with all due respect, highlight brought to you by Land Rover. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure, the Discovery Sport was built to help your search. Visit Land Rover, for special offers during the only adventure sales event, Land Rover, above and beyond.